Hey guys, it's Texas Slim. Today I have two very good friends and two great partners. Uh, what we're doing is we're talking about uh, Bitcoin and beef. We're talking about IBEX. We're talking about peer-to-peer -peer transactions. I have Rye with IBEX. Rye is in Martha's Vineyard today. And I have Annalise. She is with me here at White Oak Pastures because it's time for the Beef Initiative Food Intelligence Summit. Uh, we drove in yesterday. Rye, how are you doing? I'm excellent. I uh, just arrived home to, to see my parents uh, yesterday um, and excited to, to be home and uh, to be doing this. It's good. Uh, it, it sucks that you're not here, but it's good that you got to come to Colorado. Uh, yeah. and Annalise and I kind of met up in Nashville. Then we drove from Nashville to uh, Georgia and we were seeing a lot of the countryside and we kept on saying, well, Maybe not this time. Rye can't make it, but it's okay. He's he's back home, so that's okay. We're we're gonna forgive you, and uh, it's all right. But what, there's gonna be another summit, and that's exciting that. to talk about because uh, we've got some uh, momentum going in. Hey, Emily, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Just to just to make everybody jealous, we're sitting in one of the cabins here at White Oak Pastures. Beautiful. Uh, it was established in 1866 by Will Harris's ancestors. It is one of the oldest regenerative farm and ranches in the United States. And it, it is basically the epicenter of what we've been working towards and I've been working for for about three years. And um, what I want to do, Rye, let you kind of introduce, we were just talking about, you know, what do we want to talk about? What are we trying to like communicate out to the general public right now? And what it is, is that, hey, we've got some proof of work that we want to start sharing. We've got a movement. We're tying a lot of things together. We're building technology stacks and it's all coming together to where we, we have proof of work and we want people to know about it. So I'm going to go ahead and let you kind of introduce yourself, Rye, for those guys that don't know you and what you do. And then uh, we'll segue into a longer conversation here. Sweet. Well, first, I want to say I am very jealous of you guys before I was uh a Bitcoiner. Um, I was a beefer, if you will. And uh, I've been uh, very um, interested in nutrition and health for a long time. I was raised in a very healthy family, you know, always grass fed this. And um, I was blessed to, you know, be from this little island, which right now is in the news for other things, but most people don't realize is a very farmland type of island with a lot of farm stands and everything. So you know, instead of going to the grocery store, we went to the farmer's market every Saturday and got our food that way. But White Oak Pastures was one of the first places or the first place probably about six years ago that I bought beef off the internet. Um, and I've always been a big fan of White Oak for their mission and everything. So I am very jealous because I've kind of been a fanboy of White Oak uh, for so long before I met you or before, you know, um, getting into with Ibex and, and the Bitcoin and beef space. Um, so jealous, enjoy it. And, uh, definitely we'll try to make the next one. Anyway, um, I'm Rye, uh, Yenny from, uh, Ibex, I'm VP of North America. And, um, I was kind of tasked with the amazing task of getting, um, Bitcoin adoption spread throughout, uh, North America. We are a, a LATAM based company, um, founded in Guatemala, um, helped with the El Salvador rollout last year, exactly almost just a, about a year and a week ago is when El Salvador launched that. And it's amazing because I feel like we've lived three years in the last year, uh, just because we're moving so fast. It's the fastest industry I've ever moved, uh, uh, worked in. So, um, 
yeah, so that's that's kind of where we are. And Annalise was our first hire here in, in uh, North America, and she quickly rose through the ranks and started uh, leading out the IBEX pay division. And she's really been um, the heart of our grassroots movement across America. So we have two products. Uh, we have one product, which is our IBEX pay product, which is for merchants and ranchers and farm homesteaders and anyone who wants to sell anything from a brick and mortar standpoint or on their on their e-commerce site. And then we have more of what I do, which is our, our hub product. And that is the B2B infrastructure into companies and apps, et cetera, where you don't see IBEX, you don't see what we do, but we're on that back end. We're kind of the Wizard of Oz, you know, replacing legacy payment channels with lightning payment channels. And so, yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love that because what you just, cut, you, you paint a visual and a lot of people don't understand the layers of of technology that goes into basically transacting, right? Uh, even through a peer-to-peer transaction with Bitcoin, you know, everybody's been moving in that direction as far as building out that technology stack. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much success we've had, you know, and you, you talk about that last year. I've been doing, basically, I wrote the Harvest of Decession, the first article that preceded the Beef Initiative about a year and a week ago, just your same timeline. And it's fascinating, the people that I've met, the partnerships that have come to me, we all found each other pretty holistically. Absolutely. And, and this is how it seems to keep on working for you guys that look like, and it's definitely happening for me like meeting Annalise for the first time. I mean, I wasn't expecting in Nashville that I'd meet Annalise and we would sit down and all of a sudden we'd have a partnership. And that was, when was that Annalise? Uh, that was in June. Yes. Uh, first of June. Yeah. Beginning of the June. June. So why don't you kind of tell everybody what you're doing, Annalise? Cause you and I had like six hours on the drive here to talk about it yesterday. So. Yes. Go ahead. Go for it. Well, besides learning a lot about the history of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> well, Annalise, why don't you tell everyone where you're from? And, and you know, that, that'll probably help with a little um, background. Yep. So I'm from Venezuela and I moved to the United States six years ago, uh, mainly for education, um, study university here. And of course, my parents have everything planned. They knew I was not coming back anymore. Um, but I loved the idea of moving here and uh, uh, develop my professional career here and just uh, live here. So um, I knew about Bitcoin back then from my because I'm coming from Venezuela and just because the fact that we're not attached to any currency because we lost our our currency in Venezuela. It's uh, because of the inflation. We have to change to live under U.S. dollars and heroes. And it was for us like, okay, this is a system that is not working. It's, it doesn't work uh, for any any country, but we leave that. So uh, us learning about Bitcoin was uh, fundamental to understand uh, other monetary uh, systems. But actually, I got in contact with Bitcoin in the pandemic when my mom started thinking, oh, now we're producing dollars. Where are we going to? uh, We need to think of another currency that we can hold money as well, because we don't know what's going to happen to dollars. The same as happened with Bolivares. So my mom was the first one in my house buying Bitcoin. Then I learned more about Bitcoin. Uh, But this year, uh, the beginning of this year was uh, when I met IBETS um and found 
all this movement that is happening. And I bet as a Latin American country wanting to come to the United States um, and adopt Bitcoin to this market for me was impressive, was like, this is wild. Like this is, this is a big, uh, this is a big movement and this is going to change the world. And the fact that that was Ibet's uh, trying to um, trying to get into the U.S. market for me was like I want to be part of this. Yeah. So uh, I joined Ibet's at the beginning of this year, and since I joined, um, I've been in charge uh, of the business unit and our product, which is called Ibet's Pay, which is our Lightning uh, payment processor solution for merchants. Um, and any type of merchant can actually start accepting Bitcoin payments today with the use of IBETs. And if the merchants are in the United States, they can have USD convertibility, which is a really cool uh, value proposition for those businesses that they don't they don't they don't know yet much about Bitcoin, or they just want to try it and see how that goes. Um, so yeah, and going to learning about the market. So it, it was our first time introducing this type of product to the market. So I've been traveling to Austin, Nashville, Miami, uh, and then yeah. So basically, learning uh, the main uh, cities that are also Bitcoin, uh, the growing within Bitcoin industry, and learning from them, and and uh, kind of understanding where are we in the adoption uh, cycle, um, understanding the, those needs, understanding who wants Bitcoin and why um, has been my journey this year. Um, so basically we call it this like grassroots, more in the streets, uh, but our vision now for next year is more like polish the product, automation. Um, and so we're also working on that now. Yeah. One thing that I've I noticed from the very beginning, uh, Annalise, is that you're a hell of an ambassador. You've got the ambassador program. Oh, basically. yes. Yeah. So, so anybody, then I figure, yeah, yeah. That I figure that well, there were people just by volunteering reasons wanting to promote a Bitcoin adoption. And I was like, OK, I like the in initiative of these people, but I feel there needs to be an instructor to make this work and to be scalable. And so we don't lose those people. We actually motivate them to keep going with the, uh, be part of this movement. And so we launched the ambassador program, yes. which basically we give them a structure, we train them and we support them with education about lightning payments, how to talk to customers, uh, how to understand someone that doesn't know anything about Bitcoin and how can you start a conversation with that person? Um, all about IBETS pay product, like the onboarding process. And um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it starts in my my area from the very beginning, Rye. You know, I told everybody, you know, you got to go shake a rancher's hand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you kind of resonated with that. And, you know, the first time we talked, you know, you told me the journey. So we, we both kind of started about the same time into this space as far as 
you know, moving forward with this adoption. And it's hard. We're pioneering something new here. And you've had the experience with it. I've had a, some experience with it. But what I like is that how we come to de- together in these partnerships and we start gelling as a team. So kind of kind of tell us a little bit more. Let's get a little bit in depth for people so they can kind of understand visually, you know, what are, what are they being proposed with right now? How can they look at it so where they can break it down to understand it better? Yeah, and and I I think sometimes because we're so you know deep in in the weeds, right? Wow. So it's 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 hard to see the forest through the trees, if you will. And I think we should probably just start. What is the difference between Bitcoin and Lightning, or what is Bitcoin and Lightning? And right. so Bitcoin is a peer to peer money, um, and it's the safest, most decentralized. We're not printing more of it. It's a it's a set amount, and it's it's something that is giving kind of the control back to the people of handling their money. But traditionally, the issue with Bitcoin, and I'm and I'm doing very, you know, ten thousand foot view here. Anyone can dive down the rabbit hole for for months and and years and still not be fully caught up. I feel I feel like that with some of the people I work with who have been in this for longer. I feel like a newbie every day. Um, but in, in in the basics of it, um, Bitcoin is layer one, and traditionally, Bitcoin has. Uh, been it been hard to use for micro payments and merchant purchases because it has um, some high transaction fees anywhere from you know a dollar to say five dollars it's gone all the way up to fifty dollars before in the in the in the in the past um, but usually it hovers right around you know the one to four dollar range and um, and it takes a, a little while for the payment to go through as the, the blocks are confirmed so what lightning does is it's layer two and it's a bunch of smart contracts and um, it's instant Bitcoin at low fees. So when we talk about merchants accepting Bitcoin, they're doing so with the lightning network, which is Bitcoin, but it's just a layer two that allows for instant Bitcoin at very low fees. Um, so um, what, what we, uh, what main thing that, that we've had to, to deal with is that education piece, right? And obviously we've, we've learned how, to, and Annalise has done a great job at this, is learning how to break this down easily for merchants that do not understand uh, Bitcoin or they've never you know, thought about it. Um, but also in that journey, and Slim, I'm sure you've experienced this with uh, your side as well, is we are no longer going out and convincing the restaurant owner to sign up. Uh, we did that. We did that for our first three months in the States when we were getting ready for Bitcoin Conference 2022 in Miami. And Lisa and I are both based in Miami. Um, and we went to probably 100 restaurant establishments in the course of two and a half months and tried to sign them up. And some people were gung-ho Bitcoiners and it was easy to sign them up. They basically came to us. And then you had people that didn't truly understand it, but they're interested in it. And that's where that USD convertibility, hey, you can take Bitcoin, you can open your doors to a new customer type, but we will still send you USD equivalent of what that purchase was for. Um, So you don't have to deal with the volatility or whatever your concerns and fears are, you'll still be made whole and we're cheaper than a credit card, which is also enticing to them. Um, And there's no chargeback. So there's a bunch of, and I'll let Annalise hit on, you know, kind of the value props that we, we give them. Um, but the main one being, hey, you know, if you want UST, we only charge you 1% fee, um, you know, credit cards anywhere between 1.8 and 3.5%. And if you head down south of the border, you're getting into the 4 to 6% range uh, if you want to you know, use a credit card down to that 10. Anyway, so we kind of transitioned. And then there's that third owner type. And that was a guy who made you come into his establishment two or three times. He wanted you to teach him everything. Um, he was, you know, it was almost as if you were selling him a product, even though the product is free. Um, and, and they were the ones that had the least adoption. And so the guy that made us put the most work in, 
uh, was usually the guy that never really used it, didn't train his staff and, and didn't, he, he almost wanted just like a free PR stunt or something. And it just, so we've completely transitioned to that grassroots model of, you know, going after people that have already heard of lightning. We want to find lightning Mike who loves lightning or knows of lightning or understands yeah. point and wants to open and his I, doors to those markets or those, those customers. Or I would say also like we transitions to the need of the industries that need Bitcoin to solve their problems, mm-hmm. like the ranch industry, like mm-hmm. farmers, um, they, they need Bitcoin to solve their problems. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's when basically the BIF initiative and IBETS came together because we're ready to pass Bitcoin conference. We're ready past all of the learning experience of us, of like different type of industries. And then we found the beef industry and we found the problems that they're facing. And we, we, we realized that there was a need for Bitcoin to exist there and to also adopt Bitcoin payments for the, for the industry. And when we found you, it was like, okay, this is, this is the right market mm-hmm. that, that now we want to, to push forward. Yeah. Um, the food and beverage industry is a tough one, right? Lots of turnover. Um, you have, it's, it's just a faster paced industry and they got a lot going on, a lot of fires to put out all the time, sometimes literally uh, back there in the kitchen, if you've ever worked in one. But um, what we've, we, we've found is there are industries, there's still the food industry, but it's the food supply industry. And that's exactly what you're doing, Slim, is, is trying to take back control of the food supply industry that we have totally lost as Americans. Um, and part of that is those the, the the homesteaders and the you know the regenerative farmers from beef farmers to goat farmers to uh, honey honey farmers if you will and when we're seeing those people um, a big uh, a big need from those people and and there's kind of this hand in hand movement I think with you know getting off of the controlled supply of peer to peer beef you know, getting off the controlled supply of food and getting off the controlled supply of money. And they go hand in hand. So the food supply industry and the money supply industry, uh, it couldn't be a better match. And uh, in our top 15 customers for our IBEX pay unit, two of those are ranchers, uh, which we found through Texas Lent. And, and um, so it's definitely a switch. And to our customer base, I think people will be surprised when they find out that we have everything from doctor's office to acupuncture offices to dental offices to tattoo shops to ammo sellers um, to CBD distributors to I mean we that there's there's no there's no one industry that has requested this and these are people that have come to us for it so while there are certain industries that we chased at the beginning you know to get ready for Miami conference like the restaurant industry we thought might that might be the focus from that we have opened the floodgates to people that heard about us from every possible walk of life that you could think about um and that's that's really where you go wow this is an actual movement and this is going places because there's no turning this around if you have a little piece of every industry coming to your door to say hey we want this it's so true and whenever i kind of established the beef initiative the only thing i could remember was you know how i reflected on how did we used to do it? And it was so basic and so simple. And what I think people are starting to understand, you know, especially with this conversation and after we're done with it, is that, you know, coming from where my ancestors did, where my grandfather did, it was a handshake and it was a freezer full of beef. It was a peer to peer transaction. It was so decentralized 
that it was that simple that it has now become complicated to understand that, that this is what we're doing. We're doing a peer-to-peer decentralized transaction that takes all the middlemen out of our food system, out of our money system. And your layers that you talk about that you're eliminating within the, the financial industry and what I'm talking about, uh, eliminating the layers that have been added and commoditized and subsidized within the food industry that has actually basically caused, you know, the, the health issues of this nation, the nutritional starvation that I talk about. And it basically is giving back the empowerment to the person that is stewarding the land and the animal. And they're starting to see that. You just said some of your best, uh, basically, producers within the IBEX are, are new are ranchers that have come through the beef initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know, another thing you say, you know, as you add those layers, we're also devaluing the quality of things, right? So right. every layer you add, the value kind of comes down. Same with money, same with beef. I think, all, I mean, I guess the best selling point is go on Oshi or go on beef initiative, buy yourself a beef box and taste that meat. Then go to your local supermarket buy some of that meat and do a side-by-side comparison. You're not going to go back. There is a huge difference between eating grass-fed, uh, health, you know, happy cow raised um, because they are truly, if you, if you, you know, if you go to one of these summits and you see, I mean, I learned so much at Rich Ranches when we were out at your first uh, summit. Um, I, I learned so much about just, you know, the whole letting the chickens follow behind the cow to eat the, you know, the maggots out of the, out of the, you know, the, 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 the pie, the pie cow or the cow pies. Yeah. And so they're swinging their head and their tail. So they're less stressed. So the meat is more tender and then all these things. And you start learning, you're like, wow, you know, this is, it's truly, you know, back in the day practices that we have completely eliminated by putting all these cows in a chute and having them stand there all day as, you know, as robots meta- metabolically dead. Um, and then we're going ahead and we're, we're consuming that. Um, so I would say everyone just go, go ahead, buy yourself a, a box and do a little taste test. And, and it's, it's either the same price or cheaper too. So you buy it with Bitcoin via Oshi. I mean, that's what I do. And, um, I end up getting uh, it's like a dollar less a pound. Um, and you know, if you start buying the quarter cows or a half cow or full cow and you want to stock up your chest freezer, I don't have the capacity, uh, down in Miami, but trying to convince the parents to do it up here at home. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's gets, gets much lower than that. You're, you're buying in bulk, but right now with my 20 pound beef box of ground beef, it's, it's a dollar a pound less than just regular beef at, at Publix and which is, which is wild. Um, and you know, obviously 10 times as tasty. And the thing about, you know, the, the value for value exchange is what we're bringing into people's mindsets, uh, into their philosophy as far as consumption models, and with that value for value exchange, exactly what you just talked about. And if people can start uh, understanding what the uh, being a, an exchanger of quality and value instead of being just a consumer that basically, you know, has no market access, people start figuring out you just painted the picture of decentralized market access that was taken away from us. Decentral market access to actually pure animal protein. Okay, well, what IBEX is doing is giving market access to sound money that is decentralized. And so our relationship and everything we're doing is so symbiotic. And I think that's what's so fun about being able to kind of paint that picture. And also there's a certain, and something that struck me that I, I guess I kind of lost as I, I left home and I went out into the, to the, to the real world. And, you know, you just kind of get used to these consumer cycles of going to the supermarket, et cetera. But I lost that farm stand nature I grew up with. And I come home 
And the first thing I do, I go to Mermaid Farm. It's a 24-hour farm stand that is unstaffed. You leave your, you know, your money in a jar or you pay via Venmo. I'm going to get them signed up on Ibex this week. Trust me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I go there, you know, it doesn't matter what time of day. And I get my raw milk and, and they sometimes they have cuts of meat from, from their farm. You know, they don't have... You know, they're not a, they're a monster farm. We're, we're a little island here, but, um, you know, they, they slaughter a cow a month um, and they, they put it up to the local community. And um, so there's a few of those around the island. And, and so you lose that when you go out in the real world. But what the beef initiative has kind of given me back or what I've learned, you know, it's really nice to be able to talk to Jason Rich, uh, you know, even though it's over you know, Twitter, or, you know, on the internet, it's, it's nice to know. And having, having had to shake in his hand, it's nice to know that I have that source and I have, you know, it's nice to talk to the guys from KNC and I'm super jealous that you guys are talking to the white Oak pasture people, but it kind of gives you that freedom of trusting, you know, where your food is coming from. You're trusting the person that's giving you those food. And there's some, there's a very special power in that, I think. Well, it's, it's people, you know, I've been asked a a million times, what is the beef initiative? And sometimes I have different answers. And a lot of times I I go back and I I, I pull out of my tool belt. I say, well, the beef initiative is relationship building. That's what it is. And it starts with that handshake. And a lot of, a lot of, you know, plebs, a lot of Bitcoiners, a lot of people say, how do you orange fill a rancher? And I said, well, you get, you build a relationship with them first. You know, this is about trust. This is about transparency. This is about respect. And, you know, if you can bring that into your mindset, you don't have to be that used car salesman. You know, that we, we you kind of maybe felt like in the beginning going out to those people that didn't understand the lightning network, you know, everything you do, you feel like, man, I'm, not, I'm really not trying to pitch you something. I'm really trying to help you. But what we find is that whenever you can go out there and establish respect and establish that dialogue that actually two parties are involved, then you can talk about a lot of it because, you know, within the ranching and farming community, these guys think decentralized anyways. This is how they have to. And they are proof of work every day. And I think a lot of people saw that out at Rick Ranches, right? Mm-hmm. And so you you went out, you, you said you're going to go basically Orangeville. What was the name of the, the, the farm out there? Mermaid Farm. There's also the Gray Barn. Those are my two favorite uh, establishments uh, where I'm from. Let's do a case study. How, what are you going to do? I mean, you're going to reflect. You're going to reflect on your childhood, maybe, you know, growing up. You're going to go out there and you're going to establish a conversation with them. Yeah. I mean, I love, I, I mean, I've always, every, every time I come home, I, I always go there and, you know, occasionally you run into the owners and, you know, it's, it's just such a nice, it's always a nice conversation. And, it's, and we, I've never talked to them about Bitcoin before, but it's always, it's just a very friendly community vibe that that gives you you know you're you're happy to be there to be purchasing from that farm stand and it, it just feels a lot better than walking into a you know a sterile supermarket where you don't know where anything's from versus you know getting the the, the gallon of milk off the shelf and and looking over the, the the stone wall and seeing the cow that it came from yeah and and what people and when i it, it reminds me right now you're up in the northeast that's where you grew up here we have Annalise. This is from Venezuela. I'm from Texas. And everybody goes, well, is the Beef Initiative a Texas thing? Is it a United States thing? What people don't realize yet, but they're going to start realizing really quickly, is that the Beef Initiative and IBEX, this is a global thing. We don't have to have boundaries. We don't mm-hmm. have to have borders. Mm-hmm. And so opening up that, that mind space to saying, we don't have to ask for permission anymore. And whenever, you know, the, I'll, I'll reflect on the ranchers, when they see that, they start feeling empowered again. They feel like, hey, 
I do have a chance to be able to function in this food industry that has basically been a prohibition against me, the rancher producer, through monetary means, through regulatory means. And the thing about it is we don't have to ask permission. We're not breaking any rules. We're innovating through times of basically insecurities. And we're basically going to be able to be the modern day pioneers. That's what I love about it. Absolutely. Yes. And so as, as far as that is concerned, I, I was talking to Annalise yesterday and, you know, she, she can reflect on basically what her family experienced in Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's a great reflection of what we see right now in the United States. You know, people are starting to have a lot of food insecurity. Yeah. They're starting to have a lot of monetary insecurity. Mm-hmm. We're going through hyperinflation. And, and us three right here, we don't worry about food insecurity, and I'm not stressed about inflation right now because what we've done is we've got a new store of value of thought and a store of value of sound money and a store of value of sound food. Yeah. And then, you know, as far as moving forward, right, what do you see now? What do you, what do you see on the horizon? Because, you, 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 you know, you have a lot of suggestions. That's why this partnership is very, very beneficial and valuable to me because you get to reflect to me. We get to have conversations and you say, Hey, what, what, why don't you try this with the beef initiative? Are you looking at this? And so it is a collaboration. And that's what I want everybody to understand is that this is a big collaboration that we're doing this together. Yeah. Well, I think um, there's, there's a ton of ideas and, you know, timing is everything and also growth. So, you know, in the future, as the network uh, grows, you know, and, and I like to, I like to use the lightning network. It's kind of like the mycelium network and they were all interconnected under the ground. And, we, and as that beefing and that rancher uh, community grows, um, what I foresee is a, is a beef initiative site where you go in, you put in your zip code and the closest ranch to you pops up and it says, Hey, you're going to have grass fed beef within 24 hours. And you know, we're, we're to be doing good for the world because we're shipping it from the closest place possible. And you have all your, you know, your option types there. And it's, it's a marketplace of peer to peer beef. Um, and so I'd love to see that out of, um, you know, right now it's, it is a little siloed and we have all these different ranchers. We can all go on the OSHA app, but something a little more streamlined where I'm going to go buy beef with Bitcoin or I'm going to go, you know, shake, you're shaking your rancher's hand through the, the beef initiative site, basically, right? You're, we're trusting that you shook the rancher's hand. Um, and I think there's, there's that. And then for Ibex, um, we are just going to continue going down this education path. You know, we, we are a software company, if you will, um, a technology company, a financial company. Um, but 50% of what we do is education. So we're an education company um, and we need to continue to spread that knowledge. Um, to, and I think people will start teaching themselves a little bit faster now as they experience these hardships um, that are that are kind of getting a. Uh, closer to our doorstep um, with inflation, like you said, and the, and the food, uh, you know, everybody's seen the cost go up the last few years. It's, everything's been a little harder to pay rent and um, harder to buy everything you want on that grocery list. And I think as grassroots America um, feels that pain a little bit more, they're going to, they're going to do a little more research and find out how they can, can save money and be more in control of their, their destiny and with both their money and their food. Um, so again, those go, those hand in hand. So with Ibex, it'll be uh, more, more uh, education. Um, and then like Annalise said, next year uh, we've really built this grassroots network. And now that we have that network 
self-operating and we have all these ambassadors out there speaking on our behalf, well, how can we assist them better? Well, it's the automation of our education. It's getting, uh, you know, 50,000, um, you know, uh, messages out there to 50,000 different businesses uh, in an automated way that say, hey, have you thought of accepting Bitcoin? And these are the reasons why you should. Maybe not even pitching Ibex in the first few outreaches, you know, just putting that education out there so it's in people's mind. It's like someone, you know, says, oh, have you seen... Uh, have you seen, you know, the, this, this truck with the, you know, the, the spider on the side of it and, you know, that this company that, you know, and whatever, and you've never seen it before. And then the next day you see it 10 times. It's yeah. because it's the thought has been put in your mind. So we need to do that a little bit more and people will start looking for it. And I say spider, cause I just noticed a spider on the windows. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's the power of thought. It's the power of projection into, you know, into someone's mind that is positive you don't have to sell it. You don't have to push it. It just happens naturally. And I think that, you know, we, we started out this conversation it's the last year. We've come so far so fast. And now that, I mean, within the Beef Initiative, you know, I scraped the internet three times and I said, I'm going to put all, I can put all these producers that are grass fed, organic, all this kind of stuff into the platform. I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to invite them to come into the Beef Initiative platform and they can do it voluntarily or maybe they're, you know, they're happy customers can actually add them because they want people to find them, you know, and the beef initiative is that it's the, it's the voice of the rancher that they have not been able to have yeah. for decades now, mm -hmm. and they're starting to funnel in. So we don't have to worry about that. All we have to do is kind of really eloquently and sophisticatedly, basically just let them know, Hey, we're here for you. We have mm -hmm. solutions. You're, you're welcome. Uh, this is moving forward. You know, don't hesitate. And we, we are going to educate you. We're going to give you that white glove approach. That's what Annalise does so well. I mean, that's why I've been so impressed. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 exactly why she she's in the, the position she is with her business unit is she's uh, hands down the best boots on the ground you know, the uh, coworker I've ever had, um, you know, she does a lot better job than I do. A funny anecdote there. We walked into this really nice bakery in, in Miami and it's a famous bakery. There are like seven locations. And um, I, I told Annalise, I'll buy you lunch if you get these guys signed up. And I said it as a joke, like, because there's no way. <laughs> and five minutes later, she comes back with a post note. She goes, here's the owner's number and his email address. And I, was, I was like, what? I hadn't even finished my order. And she already came back from the back. She talked to the manager and boom, it was done. So that's uh, that's that's just a, you know, this, it's great to have Annalise on board for this for sure. And another thing that um, I think isn't in our corner yet, but it will is FOMO. There's no faster way to get people signed up and and come over to your, you know, on your platform than FOMO. And, and that's a uh, fear of missing out. Um, for, for, for those that don't know the term. Um, but uh, as we get that education out there and people start seeing larger stores, you know, so like White Oak Pastures, they're, they're a name in the industry. You know, they start yeah. accepting Bitcoin. So a lot of the ranchers are going to go, hmm, if they're doing it, maybe we should do it. Uh, they are it, leader. Yeah. And so there's, and, and the same thing with, you know, on your side with, with White Oak Pastures is joining the Beef Initiative. And then a lot of ranchers goes, hmm, maybe we should join the Beef Initiative. So again, that, that kind of, you know, money and beef go, or Bitcoin and beef go hand in hand in, in terms of people. But, yeah. um, and, and up. There's always a value on it and why they're doing this. Uh, I would say it's like, um, besides reaching to a new customer base, because you're talking about Bitcoin and you're gonna, um, 
um, reach to that customer base via through the beef initiative, through IBETS. So these ranchers are doing this because of that. Also, they're solving their problems. Their problems of uh, wanting to sell their products directly to consumers, mm-hmm. to people. And via the Beef Initiative, via IBETS, they can do that. Yes, 100%. And for everybody, I'm going to give a little kind of a backstory of, you know, Wild Oak Pastures. I kind of introduced them, you know, as being 1866 established, but also Will Harris was the first uh, American producer to sell grass-fed, American grass-fed beef through Whole Foods before Whole Foods basically got taken over by old Bezos. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> but now, you know what, what um, Will Harris did is he basically did the vertical integration that everybody said he couldn't do from the soil to the grass, to the cow, to the producer, to his own processing plant. He created his own market access to everybody's fork. And, and he, you know, the first time I asked him, I said, why are you, he asked me, why are you doing this? And I said, well, it's time to start saving some children's lives with better nutrition. Mm-hmm. And he said, come on out to White Oak Pastures. That was last November. Here we are, September, uh, and, and we're, we're having a conference here. It's an international type of in, uh, food summit, food intelligence summit. One thing about, I walked up to Will Harris yesterday shook his hand. We, you know, I, I hadn't done it in person. We've done it digitally. We've been talking for almost a year now, 10 months. But one thing I said, I said, a lot of people are going to come up to you and probably want to talk about Bitcoin. We've talked about Bitcoin a little bit, but you know what? He's like, I can't wait to start hearing more about it because it was a slow, low roll, low time preference. And it was based on respect. Now that we've had these conversations what I'm going to do and I'm going to be able to do because he loves our relationship. Now I said, Annalise, Annalise is going to white glove him, educate him, become an ambassador to white Oak pastures. One of the oldest regenerative farm and ranches in the United States that has come a long way in 10 months. That is where we're going. We don't have to push it. What we have to do is establish these relationships. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh we're seeing very similar things on our side and it's like, it can't go more hand in hand. Slim. Yeah. So what we did, we, we, uh, we got up and I, I tried, we're going to have fun now, right? Okay. We, we've kind of <laughs> had some education. So we're driving in. I always like to bullshit a little bit on these podcasts, but what we did yesterday, we were driving in and we we're getting closer. And I said, all right. I said, well, you know, he is from Georgia. I said, you got to start learning how to talk like a Georgia. <laughs> you know, because Will Harris is Will Harris, and he talks like he's from Southern Georgia. And I said, okay, you're going to have to ask him. He said, can I get some grits with that chicken? At least let's hear it. It's way, it's way. Um, can I get some grits with that chicken, please? <laughs> yeah, you're going you to have to work a little bit more on that. But that's yeah, I need a good to work question. even better. Yeah, I need to get better. It's been less than 24 hours, but we're making progress, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, proof of work that happened, though, this morning, guess what? We went up there. Will invited us to breakfast at the general store. So Will eats a plate of uh, 10 strips of bacon every morning. Okay, yes. that's his breakfast. <laughs> So I had about the same thing. I had some eggs and then Annalise had ordered and I came walking up and they came and brought her her food. And all of a sudden I looked at her plate and she had some, um, she she had some grits. (laughs) Guess what? She didn't eat the damn, she didn't eat it. 
She didn't need to do that. You know what her excuse was? She goes, well, it didn't come with no chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Because they don't come with a chicken. (laughs) But we're just walking around here. Everybody else is that they're out doing a cattle move right now because they do rotational grazing. Uh, We woke up. We heard a a tractor starting up. We had we heard some chickens. You know, there's there's activity. There's energy here. There's life here. We got to see the sunrise. Yeah. You can see the dew and smell the dew. It's about, I think it was about 61 degrees here. You can feel fall just a little bit. There's a big old party tent over here. So I'm going to really try to FOMO people right now. We walked by a horse, uh, a horse barn. Yeah. Uh, Annalise got to see the horses. There, there's an old church here. There's an old event center. This is like stepping into the past, but what we're doing is we're innovating into the future. And we're all doing this together. It's open source. It's a collaboration. All of us are doing this together and everybody doesn't have to ask for permission. So we're inviting everybody to do this with us. Yeah. Well, come one, come all. Um, we're here with open arms and it's, for me, this is the, the best community and uh, really job I've ever had. I mean, it's something I wake up every morning. I'm passionate about, and it's these partnerships like the one we have with you, Slim, that, that really make it worth it. So I thank you and love what you guys are doing. And again, jealous I'm not at White Oak Pastures. <laughs> we're gonna we're already in talks of the next major summit next year, and we're all gonna be there together. And I think everybody listening to this is they're gonna be there with us. So you know that that's gonna be the fun. We've create we're creating a roadmap. We're creating a storyboard that everybody can kind of follow along. Mm-hmm. So. On that note, we're going to go sign off. We have a summit to run here. Yeah. And so- Thank you for taking the time and doing this with me. I know we've had it on the books and exciting to, to do our first one. And yeah, everybody go uh, sign up Beef Initiative, sign up for next year's summit, get healthy, everyone. You know, we need it. We need it for ourselves. We need it for our families. We need it for our country and get healthy and it take, take one step. It take one, two steps, go online, uh, thebeefinitiative.com. And just try for the first time, at least get some beef uh, from local ranchers, grass feed. If you don't have Bitcoin, do the exercise of buying, maybe buy some Bitcoin and then try to pay with Bitcoin and see how that goes, how that feels. Right. Yes. Yes. And see how easy it is too. You know, everyone thinks it's this big daunting task, you know, everyone, you know, feel free to reach out to Ibex to teach it, you know, or just go on YouTube and say, how do I pay with the lightning network? I mean, it'll take you five minutes to learn and, you know, lightning fast to pay. Um, There you go. Well, that's what we showed in uh, Colorado with Matt up there. You know, we did uh, we did onboarding in less than 14 minutes. And uh, I believe Jason had over a thousand dollars worth of tips that were given into him through the Lightning Network. You know, Ibex, Oshi, all of it was running in unison together, facilitating, you know, that that peer to peer transaction that was actually helping the rancher that was hosting us that weekend. And that was on board in what, 60 to 80 people, you know, in 14 minutes. That was not a one-on-one. I mean, that was, and it's, it's that easy. And, and um, yeah, so super guys. Well, enjoy it. Uh, enjoy your time down there and we'll talk soon. Well, you get to work. I hear you got work to do. So uh, we're going to keep you updated and uh, we'll keep you uh, FOMOing. And then we're going to keep everybody else out there FOMOing because you're not in Georgia and we are. Right. <laughs> Love you, brother. Appreciate Absolutely. it. You guys too. And enjoy it. Take care. Bye-bye.